Welcome to See Me After Class. This is a podcast by two New Zealand secondary school teachers based in the Southern Alps of New Zealand. We operate out of classrooms that look out over the most stunning mountain ranges in the bottom of the South Island. And it's my pleasure to introduce Renee Plunkett, who is a fourth year English teacher. And sitting here with me is Chris War, a teacher with 17 years under his belt from both overseas and here in New Zealand. And Renee, apart from being a teacher, is also an avid gardener. And Chris also enjoys triathlon. This podcast is about the day-to-day realities and joys and sometimes horrors of our teaching experience in the classroom. So we invite you to listen in and we invite you to give us feedback on what you hear. This is... See me after class. Hello everyone and welcome along to See Me After Class. This is episode 25 and we're in term 3, week 8. Hello Renee. Hi Chris. Happy Saturday. Thank you very much. It's been a beautiful one, hasn't it? It's been absolutely stunning and um, I, I hope you got to spend a little bit of time outside. I managed to get a little bit of gardening in this afternoon and it was absolutely beautiful. Yep, I went for a run, one of those stunning, completely still on the lake nights. So I was looking out over Mm. the lake and there's just the sun gradually setting and absolute mirror lake. It was just amazing. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular at the moment, isn't it? Because that snow dump that we just had has kind of blanketed the mountains and it, it looks glorious. Yeah, and when it's a lake, what, the magnitude is about 42 kilometres long, that lake, when mm. it's all like a mirror, it's a pretty spectacular thing to look out on. So yeah, it's been a lovely day for that. I hear um, mm. you did some marking in an unusual location this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I, I booked my hair appointment without really thinking about the fact that it was going to be the middle of exam weeks a couple of months ago. And... Um, I looked looked this morning at my pile of exam papers as I was walking out the door to go to the hairdresser and I just felt this tug that I just had to take them with me. Mm-hmm. So I walked into the hairdresser this morning with my folder of um, unfamiliar text papers and as the hairdresser put foils through my hair, I sat and marked... Um, marked the scripts from the kids. I can totally, I've totally got an image of this. It's essentially a nineteen sixties um, hair salon, and you've got one of those big hair dryers <laughs> over your head, hair in curlers, and a, a, a pen and, a, and, a, and sheets of paper in your in your lap, marking away. It's a brilliant oh, image. I love it's it. It's not far from the truth. And they were so sweet about it, though. Like they brought me over a little extra stool that I could oh, put extra great. bits of paper on, and they bought <laughs> yeah. me coffee. And oh, they were so so kind about it. It was delightful. Actually, it sounds like a great way to do it. Essentially, what you and I are doing is we're carrying around these boxes of exam (laughs) papers everywhere we go. It's like a security thing. There might be a minute, and if there is, I'll be able to do a couple of papers. (laughs) Well, that's certainly so true. I must say, I'm oh. feeling pleased. I got all of the internal marking done before the exams, so the mm-hmm. students got their marks back before they went in. Mm. Charlotte and I finished all the references and testimonials, so that was about 150 between us, yeah. references and testimonials, all written. So many. Oh, just the actual sheer numbers. And yeah. um, But that's done, and so now, but, but I have to say, shamefully, <laughs> I haven't yet started the exam marking and I have, oh. I think it's 213 papers, papers to mark as far as I can see. So yes, that looks I, like 
tomorrow. all my waking hours tomorrow and Monday and Tuesday, etc., etc. But anyway, yeah. they're in front of me, and I bought myself a nice red pen. <laughs> I did the same. Yeah. I walked <laughs> on Wednesday after the um, level two exam in the morning. As soon as I knew I was going to get my hands on some papers, I went straight to Paper Plus. Yep. And I bought my favorite red pen because I just can't mark with any other. It's key. It's pen is key. Yeah. Well, I think it does. I think it's about sort of trying to create the most optimal circumstances to do this thing because gosh but I have to say also and this is typical you know I'm always procrastinating do you want to want, know what I did today to procrastinate yeah I'd love to, I'd love to hear the list. No. well I did actually have to go over and get um if I'm from the airport so I can't call that procrastination but I <laughs> I um did oh what what was today's special thing? I'm trying to remember what it was. It was some kind of quite unique and intricate task, but it's just, I've just actually forgotten what it was. <laughs> oh, when it comes go. to me, I'll remember and I'll tell you. Brilliant. I looked at the oven this morning and thought about cleaning that, but mm-hmm. I did, I did manage to resist. <laughs> I remember oh. b- before my last, uh, my final examinations at university, I cleaned the ceiling in the kitchen of my flat <laughs> <laughs> the night before. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the things we do. Oh, at least our houses are all very clean. (laughs) Yes, exactly. My house is spotless. That is one thing I can't, I can't sit down to mark if the vacuuming's not done and the things, you know, I did do all of that. I actually did that last night when I got home. Oh, that's what I did. I cleaned the drawer and then mended, fixed the drawer of the vanity unit in the bathroom. And of course, wow. in this lead up to the exams, you've repainted your bedroom. So <laughs> <laughs> our homes are getting the real love and yeah. care that they should get all the time. Because exactly. you know, we're trying not to do the rest of our work that was on our plate. Yeah, that's why. Oh. Isn't it so ironic? Isn't it the time when we need isn't to get it? the most work done? It's when I find the the most number of distractions from it. But that's all. Good. I do find that I work better under a little bit of time pressure, though. Yeah. Like, it's just how my it's just how my mind operates, and I think, um, yeah, we get there in the end. Like yep. no matter how we get there, we do get there. So, yeah. Anyway. So I know that you've brought some material along to this podcast, and we're not going to take mm. too long talking, are we? We. Um, so I know you've spoken to some students about exams. So thank you so yes. much for that, and um, we'll put that together and add it to the podcast probably about now. Mm. So, Chris, I'm standing here with um, a group of a mixture of some of your students and some of my students who have come out of exams. And, team, I just want to get your thoughts. How, how do you feel about school exams or practice exams, as we might call them? Oh, um, I think they're, you know, all right. They're not too bad. They, like, give you a little bit of practice for the real ones. And, yeah, just good practice, really. Cool. Yeah. Is this personal or It's completely general? up to you. Okay. Personal's great. Well, I was happy with how I did. Yeah. But I guess I did come out a bit early. All right. But still happy. Did you like the you liked the paper? Yeah. The essay paper? Yeah. I had good questions. Okay. Yeah. You felt prepared? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Miss Watt, we're just talking about practice exams for our podcast. Just anyone else want to? I was not prepared for the questions. Oh, dear. <laughs> I had, like, the whole thing set in my brain, and then the question didn't come up that I wanted. Cool. So I had to kind of fit it to the question. So what did you learn from that? Just maybe like... <laughs> just like learning a broader yeah. thing. Of, and I did have other quotes for the one, like, because I kind of was going to go down like a prejudice line yep. for my, but none of the questions kind of really fit it. 
so I could use some of them but then I still had other quotes that I remembered that weren't related so it was okay cool so we have to go a bit broader for the yeah. end of the year awesome mm-hmm. cool hey thanks team for sharing your thoughts and also not only have the students had something to say but um you found some interesting components in the essays that, that you've been marking is that right I did and I have to like I really enjoy the way that we mark these things, Chris. So I can't remember, we talked about this last week, but we um, split our papers. Um, So we mark, one of us marks the essay paper for both of our classes. Yes. And one of us marks the unfamiliar text paper for both classes, and then we just give them back to each other. And I really enjoy that. I think it's fascinating. And I was reading some of your level two essays, and obviously you've studied the book thief and the whole idea of magical realism. And there was this introduction um, Um, that I started reading and I just thought to myself, I can hear Chris's teaching in this student's writing. And so I recorded it. Chris, I'm sitting here marking your uh, level two uh, essay papers, your students' essays, and I have to say I'm really enjoying reading them and it makes me want to read The Book Thief again. I haven't read it for so long, but I have to read you this introduction from one of your students because I can hear your voice coming through in their writing so much and it's just lovely so quote he begins with a quotation the student i'm not violent i'm not malicious i am a result death narrates the book thief the author marcus suzak made an excellent bold choice in choosing death as the narrator it makes a lot of sense really death acts as a third as third person omniscient and generally has an objective view of the world Death as a character is supernatural, which solidifies the book thief's foothold into the genre of magical realism. Above all, death is portrayed in many different ways in cultures and religion, and this gives Zuzak the creative freedom of moulding the character as he wishes. I had to share that little snippet with you because when I read it, I thought, oh, ding, 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 there are some of the things that I've heard Chris say before. Isn't it so nice to, to hear that come through in, in their work and know that they've really been listening to what it is that we say? I'm so excited to hear him writing like that, and, it, and it's, he's actually one of those students in our class that um, who, who does brilliant work all the time. But do you know that thing when you're assessing a student's work mm. and they go outside of scope, and everything they've written is wonderful, and it's as, it as a standalone piece of writing, and they're often yeah. quite stunning, but they've left the scope of the task, so they don't end yes. up achieving. Oh, it's one yeah. of the most difficult things in English teaching, I think, is the um, mm. is the strict importance of ensuring they adhere to the boundaries of the task and that's only fair in an assessment situation but also the kind of the difficulty of giving that feedback to a piece of work and the kind of hollowness of those statements that we make you know this is a beautiful piece of writing however (laughs) Mm, exactly exactly and oh it's interesting because I can even see it in his in the essay that he's written for the um mock exam practice exam it's not conven- it's not exactly conventional like it's it's uh, it's a little bit more free flowing i guess than yeah. what most of our students write but when i look at the marking schedule i think to myself this doesn't this 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 ticks all of these boxes off and it's this beautiful it's just a really great piece of writing oh, so um great when it does yeah. work that way and i don't want to make them all write only in conventional ways and I don't want yeah. to make them all think that the only thing we value is this kind of strict adherence to the form but it's just a, a, a matter of what happens in assessment isn't it so that that mm. thing is always difficult to communicate and navigate Definitely. with students mm. 
Mm. No, I think you can be really proud of um, his essay. I've really enjoyed. Re- I've really enjoyed reading um, your class's work. Actually, I found it fascinating. Oh well, I'm um, really looking forward to reading your classes. I know that I actually. <laughs> I mean, I know in level one because you teach. Um, oh, I always forget. I actually, I think I almost willfully forget the title of what you teach at level oh my one. God. The Great Gatsby. Uh, thank you, The Great Gatsby, which I don't like and have never actually read to the end of. So I, I can't even oh claim to gosh. not like it really. But um, the. Uh, however, when I read your students' essays on The Great Gatsby, I find that their interest in it and their engagement with it, which is always so strong, um, makes me review my own perception of the text. And then I end up feeling real. So so I sent you through your students' work, and essentially that's your work as well. I've developed an appreciation for a text that I previously really (laughs) couldn't see a lot of value in. So that's pretty impressive as well. Nicely done. Yeah. yeah, it's it's great though. It's nice to be able to read each other's work. And just one last thing that I've noticed across both of our level two classes, this, the questions for the paper often um, have a big influence on mm. um, how our kids do. And if they're able to pick the right question is quite a crucial part of nailing their, um, their exams. And actually, I have to say, Chris, both of our classes have picked the right questions. They, they've known which questions work for their texts and they've really gone for it. So that's a real strength at this time, at this point in the year, I think. So um, Mm. they know what they know, which is actually really, that's just a a hugely important thing. Absolutely. uh, And you're right. I think the selection of a question is one of the hardest things to get right in an exam and crucial. And often they move too fast at that point and don't realize they have to contemplate it. Mm, the other the other thing about you know for English teachers who might be listening to us that we um, do with the practice examinations in our department is that we make sure the students recognise that at this stage we are talking practice examinations mm, and that mm. this is the starting point for a revision phase before their finals and we Absolutely. ask them to to explore the form and to uh, and we also ask that we send them in relatively unprepared so that we can mm. find out what where they are. And then we craft our revision program based on what these exams tell us. So, you know, we'll mm. be finding out, well, we're finding out now exactly how where they're at. And it's lovely if they're in a good place, but it's just as useful to know if they're not because none yes. of this, none of these assessments count for them. And um, next time around, we'll have been able to fill the gaps, one would hope. Completely. I And then, I've, so I started with the level two papers. I've switched to the level one unfamiliar text papers. And I've got two things that I want to um to relay to you that I've read in these. Oh, cool. So the unfam- yeah, the unfamiliar text, for those of you who are unfamiliar with it, um, is where students are given three, or at level one, they're given three different texts that they have to read that they've never seen before. They're reasonably short, and then they have to respond to these texts um, to, the, to the given question that's in the booklet. Anyway, one of the questions is to, about identifying a language feature. Um, and just quoting it. And one girl has identified a metaphor and she's quoted, it was hell. And then after this, she's written, this is a good metaphor for how I feel about school right now. (laughs) That's wonderful. She's just kind of repurposed the metaphor for her own needs. (laughs) Yeah, it's brilliant. I loved it. As soon as I read it, I jumped up and I had to go and tell Gina because we all just, sometimes you just have to have a laugh at these things during this week. Otherwise, you go a little bit crazy. But yes, that was a good one. Yes, and given the climate in our school at the moment, I think think they've they've picked up on the tone perfectly, haven't they? (laughs) 
Completely. And the other one um, is a quote from a student's piece of work, which I just, I'm just not sure where it came from. Um, she says, the author writes about doing what you love, which I totally agree with. Unless the thing you love is unethical, like eating people. <laughs> that's, I guess that's that early formation of moral reasoning, isn't it? Yeah. Like, uh, that they're, they're trying to, sh- to, trying to think through through a, like a scenario where what they've just said might not be true. Might apply, yeah. So <laughs> well, she's gone with it, eating people. <laughs> there's reasoning in there, and I guess cannibalism yep. is always quite useful when you're having those moral <laughs> conversations, like how far would you take this? I've always I've yep. always had that. When I was vegetarian for 20 years, I did have that conversation mm. of what's the difference between a human and an animal, really. Animal. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. So those are two little gems that have popped out to me as I've been reading through, and um, I'm sure there'll be more. There are so many more papers. I'm sure there are more hidden in those stacks. So, yeah. Oh, well, I think we should just leave it at that with those beautiful gems from the exams, and um, we probably should get back to it. So good luck yeah. to you with the marking you're going to do this weekend, Renee. Thank you. And I, I, I hope that you start tomorrow, Chris. I yeah. Hope <laughs> Get to that point where you're ready to sit down and <laughs> knuckle into them. Yes, I hope I start too, because if I don't, <laughs> then there'll be no sleep whatsoever during the week. Will there? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Anyway, have a great have a great day tomorrow. I know that you've got um, some cycling to do as well, so yep, enjoy that. Right. Well, the cycle club's gearing up for a big tour of Southland, so we're training about five times a week at the moment, which is pretty fun and actually perfect timing. I actually was listening to a podcast about working memory and it talked about how if students mm. go for runs on a regular basis that that improves their working memory. So oh, wow. maybe I'm doing these kids quite good. It's a bit of good surely. for their exams even. <laughs> surely, surely, surely. Yeah. Oh, well. I will, All right. um, I'll see you on Monday, hopefully not too bleary-eyed. Yeah, I'll see you then too. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. This was an episode of See Me After Class with Renee and Chris. My Twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net. And mine is at Renee Plunkett too. See you next week.